Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. (laughs) This is Ex-Virgin, and I'm your host, Carter Cruz, here to explore the world of sex and relationships in a unique way. I promise to make you laugh and share all the best tips. Headphones in. Because this is about to get wild. This episode is sponsored by Woo More Play. I'm pretty comfortable chit-chatting, but yeah. just, you know, especially because I was, like, doing the whole, like, Matt Rife thing where I was just like, oh, like... I did not see that special, bro. Um, I refused. I, yeah, it was actually not really about his special, I which I didn't watch. It was, I really just... One thing that he commented was, like, all that I was, like, on TikTok that mm-hmm. I... When it, I really just used his comment. To what like, was it? Are you comfortable with sharing? Yeah, he he kind of clapped back at this kid that me. It was just like a dumb thing, but he was like, "Oh, Santa's not real," and like, which is oh my god, it was, <laughs> the kid was never gonna see it. It's like yeah, the mom's yeah, account, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which honestly, Santa's not real is kind of funny. Like, yeah. like some kids, like your joke was actually incorrect. Like it was just like a little nerdy kid. Like yeah. your joke, and like honestly, just being like Santa isn't real is like funny because the kids never gonna see it. But then he was like, and your mom does OnlyFans and she pays for all your pre- like she your mom pays with all the presents that she buys you like with like saying that like being a sex worker is fucked yeah Yeah. and like trying to like shame like whatever and i would just kind of use that to like go into a whole thing about like decriminalization and yeah so it was kind of just a starting off point like it's really not it wasn't like a read on him right you know i just used his name to like get the fucking because you know all those fucking asshole bros are gonna be like oh what are you gonna say what are you gonna say about and all the girlies loved it because they're like fuck my right yeah no well it sucks too though because he's still glorified for so many women and it's like he's been in my dm so it's funny like, when i talked to him in the story i was like oh like i know he's gonna see this yeah. because it's gonna pop up in his dms and and you know i and i and, and i'm really honestly was really nice in it i was like hey like you know i said like i saw him in la i thought he was funny and i'm like i'm not like hating i, I was because at the end of the day my goal with doing anything like that is not to just talk shit yeah i would love if he actually listened to it and said wow i never thought about that like that's actually what I want. Like that's the goal. I you know, and yeah, I don't really have high expectations for it. But years ago, I did something like that for you know Cruella, the like girl Luffy? like they're <laughs> no, the, a, the villain. DJ, they're, they're, yeah, no, they're, they're DJ group, but they're you know great girls, and they had 
said like someone had said something shitty to them and they i don't know i just kind of did a similar thing where yeah. i wrote like a like opinion like i just wrote it on my tumblr and it went super viral in the music industry but, and i was like hey i love you guys like i was like a fan of them yeah and i was just like hey but do you ever think about like when you said this thing like how what your own internal like kind of issues are yeah. like or problems like stigmas that you're kind of perpetuating mm-hmm. not saying like you're bad people yeah. you know just like have you ever thought about this from a different perspective and they're wonderful people and so they actually end up retweeting it and reached out to me and we're like hey like thank you so much like Dude. you know and, and said something really nice and it made it go viral which was like great for my music career so many people end up reading it and yeah. reaching out going oh i never thought about it like this and then i became friends with them so you know like that's the that's really the ultimate goal of it is like in my you know fantasy world someone goes like oh like i never thought about it like, like that. space for education and growth is yeah. something and when was that do you know what time frame like year that was like 2015 i think okay interesting because i feel like during 2020 i mean with everything the blm movement brought to our fucking face was it's so important to just understand and take accountability and like just work through and talk through your issues and right. then grow from it. Right. So like that's why I asked time frame because like that was like a huge thing that I felt oh, like was yeah, happening. I, I that I mean I learned so much over that like whole period. Uh, Everyone did. I mean if you book, did it, I, you're fucking idiot. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I have a, a book that I read uh, called Angry Black Girl that it was it was very very enlightening to me. And you know I, I was definitely a person that. You know, this isn't totally sex related, but I feel like it does tie into kind of the stuff we're going to talk about. But I was definitely raised in, you know, a kind of place where people like racism doesn't exist. Right. It was this thing that, oh, that was the thing in the past. I don't see color. I don't see color. And I I was I was raised like, you know, and and you think that's a good thing. Right. And it took, you know, and I used to be one of those people that would like get a little offended when people were like, oh, white people, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, you know, because and not because I'm a bad person. It's just like you you have a different perspective on it. But I like learned to be like, oh, no. It, and it's crazy when people go like, I'm not, I don't have any, I'm not racist yeah. at all. I'm like, if you're not aware like that you have those microaggressions or mm-hmm. those like, you know, intrusive fucking things that are put into you by society, if you can't acknowledge that, then you're never going to be able to be better about exactly. it. And so it's, you should be acknowledging it. And I, that was honestly a really like freeing and I think doing sex work was really helpful for me because mm-hmm. that comes with so many stigmas and their own. So understanding, Absolutely. you know, being kind of like a privileged white girl from the suburbs, yeah. you know, I don't necessarily have a whole frame of reference for it. But then from doing sex work, I was like, oh, like language matters. Like one of my friends, like recently, she's a stripper mm-hmm. and, and sex worker. And I said something about, you know, we're both so on the same page about everything. Yeah. You know, we're having a talk about something. And I said something about popping a dirty test, right? Yeah. And she was like, oh, hey, like, you know, she's not lecturing me. She knows like I'm like on the same page, but she's like, hey, you know, I actually try not to say dirty tests. Like I say negative and positive because, Mm -hmm. you know, or like, you know, because when you, and I was like, damn, I'm not even thinking about it in a negative way, right? When I say dirty tests, I didn't mean it negatively, but I was like, you're so right. And I really, you know, and because I'm open-minded to that, like when she said that, Mm -hmm. I was like, thank you. I've never thought about it like that. I'm going to change my language now. But, you know, some people, they hear that and they're like, they think you're attacking them, you know, like. I think people need to exist in humility more because mm -hmm. humility is what allows us to grow as people. And I think that being uncomfortable is a good thing. Like, like lean into the uncomfortable. As long as you're not like, breaking your back and like causing yourself to have a massive breakdown, 100%. (laughs) But like, lean into being uncomfortable and being wrong. 
Right. Yes. And I it's think, okay to be wrong. Yeah. And no, like, you're, no one's born perfect. We don't, you know, you're, you're not expected to just no. like understand everyone's lives yep. and, and everything like that. And I feel like this is such a perfect segue to what we're going to talk I about. Know, yeah. By the way, we're like, I mean, we've kind of. Sorry, been, we just, we, we yeah. were bantering cameras. Yeah, bantering, Hello. yeah no. <laughs> I kind of like when it just starts yeah. like that. Welcome back to X Virgin. Uh, today I have my friend Libby. Hello. And uh, <laughs> just like, <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know like how we want to like, well, how we met i feel like yeah okay uh, yeah you, you i wanna... love i've i <laughs> love this story so much is that so i just moved to la recently we talked about this yeah. and i moved from new york i've only lived in new york my entire life and me and my partner were like okay we have to do something it's like the seven year itch you're like okay fuck we got to do something that scares the shit out of us let's right. move to la let's be weird about it have fun you were our first party. We met yeah. <laughs> your new house that you just got house to firming, with, yeah. what was it, a lazy river? It's yeah. like the most ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, it's so funny because I feel like everybody that lives in that house is not a frat bro, yeah. but like, it's the most frat bro <laughs> that I've ever seen. They're like, they teeter on the edge. They you do, know? yeah. It's, it's, very, it's, it's an Ca- even keel. Cal- Cali frat bro. Yeah, yeah, bros, yeah. You know? <laughs> and so I'm friends with this girl named Chandler Layton. You guys have been friends for a while. We show up at this party and I'm... I'm trans mask. So like I'm never wear a top when I'm, you know, I'm topless. And so I like wanted to ask everybody at the house being like, is everyone comfortable? They're like, shut the fuck up. I don't even know you. Yes, you can be topless, like being weird. And I was like, cool. But I think one of my favorite things is that we started kikiing in the pool because I was just like, I just want to go down the water slide. (laughs) And you're like, you need to go down the water slide. (laughs) And so I was waiting for my, the perfect time. And there were these like, I call them girly pops. They're like Instagram girly pops. Stunning women. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. But they were like perched, like looking so beautiful in the hot tub that wasn't working. (laughs) We just got to work. I was like, oh, no. I was like, I'm going to ruin that whole vibe up there. And I like I was drunk enough at that point that I was like, I'm going to fucking rip this water slide so bad. And I go down and I splash them and I felt so bad. But then right after that, all these other dudes came up to me like, oh, bro, thank God you went off that fucking water slide. Cause like, we've all been like really wanting to go down it. And I was like, yeah, I was yeah, like, you the cherry. Yeah, I really fucking did. But that I just love that as like the L.A. experience is that I feel like because I'm I'm very New York right. culturally, like I don't really think about the outside point of view where like there are stereotypes in L.A. of the people in L.A. that I'm really unlearning. Right. But it was one of those moments that when I saw those girly pops up there, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. I was right. like, I'm going to fucking ruin it. I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Like, so, no, I, I, yeah, I feel like people do have this kind of idea about L.A. and it depends on who you hang out with. I exactly. Mean, it's a massive city. Yes. I feel like you probably have the same thing in New York, of right? Course. I mean, you're going to have those people that just hang out with each other for clout. Yes. And, you know, are just not great people and yeah. are like judgy or whatever. And I, you know, I've been here a decade and I feel like I've tried to really, you know, build a community of friends that are not like that. Everybody and, that was there was so fucking amazing. You I'm, really have. I'm and glad. it was it was a really great first experience because, you know, I definitely had my nerves up, you know, right. like I was like, ah, oh, fuck me. Like I'm I'm very outgoing. I'm very loud. Right. And like I find that there are a lot of people that are a little bit more closed off here, which is totally fine. Right. But everybody that you cultivated in that space was like fucking amazing. Um, like I'm so such ha- that, good people. That's that's like that is the best compliment. Yeah. Because you know, I, I care about my friends a lot. I yeah. love my friend group and Imagine I was like fucking everyone there was so shitty. I was like, <laughs> fucking hated all of them. No, and I think it's funny because you will see it's like, I mean, there are half the friends are kind of like a little bit fratty, you mm-hmm. know? But they're not like internally like <laughs> like that. So No, dude, I got I got 
pretty deep with at least yeah, half of the yeah. dudes there. <laughs> and I, they were like talking through their like women issues. And I was like, maybe you should just talk to her about how you're feeling. Yeah. <laughs> just like therapizing these like big bulky like frat dudes is like probably yeah. one of my favorite kinks. Yeah. I gotta be honest with you. Therapizing people is my favorite kink. That is definitely one of those moments. I actually do this like, too. I do this when I play, I play a lot of frat like parties. Like, yeah. I go to, you know, a lot of colleges and it's my favorite thing is like afterward because I'm usually like I'm still all wired from the show so I want to hang out yeah Anyway, people start to filter out from the party and so many nights it's ended up with me sitting and there's just a group of you know 20 something year old you know frat boys sitting in a, a circle around me and I love <laughs> that's terrifying it's, dude. In a way, it's that's scary my, 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 man, my old manager would always be like this like this seems like unsafe but yeah. honestly they're usually kind of intimidated by of me of course they are and I feel like I can talk to them about things about like sexuality yeah. or like gender identity or these things that they have never like that no but they'll take it from me because you well, know they also worship you in their most private settings right so, exactly like, so I kind of have this in and I, power. I'm I'm like I feel better about that than probably anything else I've, I've ever done in my life I'm like because having those conversations, they probably never had some of the conversations no, and of course not. bringing up these topics. And, you know, I love to, and my favorite, my, my favorite thing is to, I try to always get straight guys to kiss. So you- Yo, <laughs> another favorite kink of mine yeah. is to just, I think with all of my like straight dude friends, I have a lot of, a lot of kids that are straight that are guys in my friend group in New York. They're all so comfortable in their sexuality right. that like. I have these two friends that they're literally like dating. Like they love each other so deeply. Right. And it's like such like a beautiful like bromance. Right, right. Every single time we get drunk, I was like, are you guys gonna get it's always like forcing your bromance friends to always make out at parties. And they always do it. Because I mean, they don't give a fuck. They're like, fuck it, I don't give a shit. I was like, I love this person. Yeah, no, I feel like yeah, because either they just do it because they're like, fuck it. And then I'm like, oh we're going to be friends mm-hmm. like you're my kind of people or you know they it's sometimes they get you know super uncomfortable about it and i because you know i think it's and i i feel a little bit sad for you know straight straight guys and you know they have it pretty good but yeah i mean but those, those but, you know, as, as a woman it's like you know you can you can easily just kiss your friend and be straight and no one you can just no be like oh i'm drunk it. i kiss yeah. my friend but you can be like no i'm straight and yeah no one questions it but you're a straight guy and you, you peck your friend on the lips and suddenly everyone's like nah like he's must be, be gay. like you're gay yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. they don't have the same freedom to like explore i mean but you know at the same time like you know it's such have, a they have weird privilege in other ways but yeah. i do always feel and i kind of like to encourage it because yes i'm like you know just maybe just do it like you never yeah. thought about like maybe you just want to like kiss your friend also like, look at european culture versus us right like you see i at least for me i don't know why this is on my for you page at all times but it's like <laughs> these dudes in europe that are just like hugging each other and like yeah. especially at like sports events like they'll like if something good happens in sports which i don't know much about sports but like when like somebody gets a goal they like kiss each other on the mouth they're like yeah, 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 yeah. like it is that like balance of culture where i I just wish that American, and it is going in that way. Yeah. Like American culture is definitely leaning towards more availability for men to express their emotions and stuff. 
thank God. But it is like that European mindset where you're like, come on, you could just like make out. Like, yeah, a just do bit. it. Just like, yeah, make out a little I mean, bit. It's like, hot. It's hot. It's hot. It's yeah, hot. Yeah, like I, I mean, I've plenty of straight girl friends who, you know, they're like, they get drunk. It's like sometimes it's like a safety thing because babe. you want to kiss somebody, but you're like, oh, if I kiss this guy at the bar, he's going to think he's taking me home, right? Yeah. But you can make out with your friend and you're like, and okay, get that, there's. Get that urgency of like make out. I mean, right. that was a huge thing when I was a kid is like, I had a lot a lot of my firsts with women was I was there first right. with women which like at a time when I was younger I mean I call them baby gays which you know yeah. when you're <laughs> any age you could be a baby gay yeah but especially when I was younger I felt like Ay, maron. I have so many crazy fucking stories in high school where like I finally came out and like right all of these women felt comfortable enough to like explore or like make out with me and like see what it was about. Right. And like at the time I was like, yay, like I love this. Like I, but as you get older, you're like, okay, well I'm not an experiment. You know right. what I no, mean? Exactly. And all this stuff. You're not, yeah, you're but not. Yeah. <laughs> it's flipped, right? At younger, I was like, yay. And then when I was like mid twenties, I was like, I'm nobody's experiment. And now I'm like, let's fucking like, right. like, I don't give a shit. The pendulum swings back yeah, and forth. Yeah, it really does. Right, right. It goes back and forth. But like in high school, there was this, yo, I'm about to out some fucking people. Hold on, I, need to get, I, need to get, I won't say names. So there's this group in high school called the Fine Nine. Yuck, I know. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, already, yeah, it's yeah, already yeah, hitting yeah. there. So I was heavily bullied, like, because I was a fucking <laughs> all throughout high school. And then for some reason, like, during my senior year of high school, there was this group called the Fine Nine. And I went to my best friend at the time. Like, she was my best friend, like, my first ever friend. She was in sports. We disconnected and then reconnected because I was a theater kid because I'm a right. fucking nerd. Yeah, and president, dude, president of the drama club. Dude, <laughs> dude, cheers to that. And so, I mean, look at us now. Guys, we're thriving. And so I got invited. It was me and my theater friends. Like she was very inclusive. She's a great fucking person. And she invited us to her house and it was the entire senior class and it was the beginning of the year. And so I'm nervous as fuck, whatever. The football players had always like, like literally stereotype, like down to the T, like 80s movie, like calling me a faggot and like calling Damn. me a dog. Like, but at that point I was like, I mean, I am. So right. like, say la vie. Yeah. <laughs> but now we go there and my friend was like, I dare you to kiss all the fine nine by the end of the night. And now it's like senior year, like 17 year old drinking. Right. So you're all hammered. <laughs> like right. We're all hammered. <laughs> And so I fucking did it. I made out with seven of the nine. That is impressive. Party. And the next day I woke up hungover shit and I had like so many texts being like from all my friends being like, oh dude, like, do you know what you did last night? Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Like fuck it. I was like, oh no. <laughs> so I go and the next day I like go into the lunchroom and I'm like expecting like the bombardment of fuck you faggot like whatever right, right, right. the football team literally like freaked out they were like libby the lesbian yeah. and, like fucking is in here and i was like, I was like oh, God. and so it turned out to be a very it, it was a it was a good thing at the time but now that i look back at it i mean it, it's, it's fucked it's up it's fucked up yeah, it's so right fucked up. but you have that moment that when you're an adolescent and you finally get like accepted accepted yeah. And your entire life, you're not accepted. And then these toxic, I mean, I look back on it, it's shame now, right? right? It's yeah. like the lowest frequency of shame. Right. It's so, it's like they only and to respected. use women yes. like that, they only respected me because I was able to make out with like the hottest kids. It was a, right. such a small school too. It was like 200 kids. Right. So it was like that world where it's like, how fucked up as like an AFAB person to be like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm in seven years or whatever. Like it's yeah, insane yeah. to me, but 
then that's where I opened up. Like I was able to like blossom and I was a class clown and like all this stuff because I had the confidence Right. And like some dude tried to like punch me for calling me a faggot and I like punched him in the face. I was like, wow, I feel so validated. Like yeah, yeah. these <laughs> things start going right. well See for you. you as a, a human, even though it's it, for the shittiest fucking reason. For the but, shittiest reason. Because that was an you adult. Kinda, you kind of take what you can get yeah. when you're in that situation, which is, it's not fair. It's desperation, but yeah, no. honestly, for survival, which right. is fucked. It's, like I never got like, it's not like the 80s movie where it's like right. you're pushed, like pushed into a locker and you're yeah, like, yeah. you know what I mean? It was never, there was everything physical. Right. It was all verbal, but that's enough that's to fucking debilitate you. There's horrible. no, it's horrible. We we didn't have any of that in my high school, which is crazy. I feel like, you Where'd know, you grow up? in North Carolina, but it was a big oh. school. It was a big school. Yeah. So I feel like people kind of just like were in their own mm -hmm. groups and no one kind of like, you'd have like the popular like jockey mm -hmm. kids that, but a lot of them, they're all kind of like, kind of squares yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah i don't know they're all kind of like nice kids you yeah. know no one was really ever going out of their way to like you know bully anyone at least yeah. i never saw any of that i mean i'm sure there it was probably some happened of it under the curtain but it was like it wasn't open no yeah and i mean i would have like if i had seen that because like that bothers me yeah like i remember like these girls in high school we like you know it was freshman year i'd been homeschooled so i was like so, you know i fell in with like the cool popular girls How were you homeschooled until high school Wow. Uh, yeah. That's so, amazing. Yeah, it was great. My It was not for any kind of, you know, weird religious reasons. No, yeah. I, I was a dancer. My parents are like wannabe hippies. So yeah. it was like, you know, it was it was a cool experience. Yeah. You know, so first day of high school, my best friend that I knew from homeschooling, mm -hmm. we both started high school together. So I knew one person. That's I had, kind like, of really sweet that you guys went into. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It was cute. But we kind of fell into like, you know, the like popular. And this is like people are fresh out of middle school, which I know was brutal. You know, middle school missed, was the worst. I missed the worst. that. And I remember these like girls, you know, but I'm like just like happy to like, I'm like, okay, cool. Cool. I'm like accepted like you know whatever yeah, of course and I remember there's this one girl and they I don't know why like she was like eating lunch with us every day she was sweet she was not like cool you yeah. know but I mean I thought she was cool she was nice she was a great singer she was like there was a time period where cool was cool and not like there's so much media now that right. like we don't believe in that and it's like yes PC culture is amazing for what's happening right now right. I'm envious of kids growing up in this generation oh, no, to a certain degree right but Back when we were kids, I mean, bro, it was fucking brutal. Yeah, it there was, was really there was no brutal. reason that they didn't like. Just one day, they decided the cool girls decided that they didn't like her. That's a mean girl shit. And, right yeah, there. it was some mean girl shit. Yeah. And you know, she would always sit with us at lunch. And then one day, they just like put something in her chair, right? And oh, sorry, like someone's sitting there. Like they weren't, you know. And for like a week, I went along with this because. I was just, I didn't really understand what was happening. Like, Dude. I didn't really understand why they just decided they didn't like her. Yeah. And, you know, and I was new. I don't know anyone. I'm like, oh, I'm with the, you know, so, and that is so, like, the antithesis of my personality is to, like, let something like that go. But, you know, it, it was like I was young. And for about a week, I, like, didn't, you know, I just kind of, I didn't, I never told her she couldn't sit with us. Yeah. But I just didn't stand up for her, right? I think I went home over the weekend and I, like, had time to think about yeah. this. And I was like, this is fucked up, you yeah. know? And it made me sick. So, like, on Monday, me and my best friend from being homeschooled, we were, like, we talked about it. And we're yeah. like, this is, like, not cool. Yeah. And so we went and sat, because she had been sitting by herself, because we had to get bus to the main campus as freshmen. So Bro. you kind of didn't have that many people to sit no. with. And we, like, we're like, yeah, we're not sitting with those girls. And we went and sat, like, with, you know, this chick that they had. And we we're like, yeah, we're making a statement. Like, that's not, like, we're not, like, kicking her out of the friend group. Like, that's yeah. weird. And I will say all those girls that were those mean girls at the time, I mean, 
One girl, she lives in New York. I'll probably see her next time I'm there. She was the, kind of the ringleader. She's super nice person now, really grew up. It but it just, happens, right? Like They I, were insecure too. Exactly. You know? Like there's, oh dude, there was like so many opportunities where now as an adult, where I don't mean this in a bad way about myself. I'm not like the most intelligent person in the world, <laughs> but I'm very emotionally intelligent. Mm -hmm. Like I've done so much work on emotional intelligence and I'm very passionate about it. And I feel like now I can look back on all of these kids that bullied me and look at their homes right. and where they came from and all of it, it explains everything. Right. And I'm not saying it's an ex like an excuse, right. but I'm saying that it's something that's like, you can understand it. It's tangible. Yeah, I, can, right. I can I can really dissect it and be like, okay, that that's the reason for this, you right. know? And I mean, middle school was brutal for me. I mean, my best friend at the time, like, was the ringleader for bullying the shit out of me for being gay when I didn't even know that I was gay. I was like, oh, guys, I swear to God, I'm not gay. But yeah. also everyone on <laughs> this lacrosse team is looking really cute. Yeah. Like, that kind of thing. So, like, how, so you're trans mask, you said, yes. right? Okay. And you're pronouns are they them, they them. Right? okay yep. correct all right I like i'm it. still in the world of like exploring and like i'm allowing at first i was like i can't identify as trans mask like right. being trans is is a very difficult situation for a lot of people to right. come into and to exist in and i i felt invalidated in that and then i had so many non-binary friends that also identified as trans mask and they're like well you're you're still valid too right, in anything right. your exploration of whatever you're in right now and like I always thought like, oh, if I'm not taking tea or if I haven't gotten top surgery or any of these like huge steps that a lot of these people have to go through, right. then I'm not valid enough to coin that term. Right. And they're like, that doesn't necessarily explain what you're existing in right now. Right. So allow it's your yourself space. It's, your it's not just the external, yeah. you know, expression of it. It's yes. also how you feel on the inside. Exactly. So how, what was the, like, what was the process like? So you said like you, you said in middle school, you didn't even like you weren't even like aware that you were yeah, gay. No, in middle school denial. I was like, yeah, dude, I'm so straight. I got yeah. a boyfriend named Josh. He's great. <laughs> and then I had my like first, I've had many like girl crushes. Like, I mean, bro, I like watched every single Kristen Stewart movie on earth. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that's my babe. But like, then I kind of like, met this girl i'll tell you like my virgin okay oh yeah, oh, yeah no, i was yeah. your virgin i was, I was like, like we, we usually we, i yeah. usually start the podcast with that with but we, starting but we, yeah we, we usually, went into another yeah, world yeah, we, we, were, we were going on a different thing i told thing, you so, i yeah, could I, talk I, to a tree yeah. dude like, <laughs> you were it. like yeah come on my podcast and i was like you won't get me to shut the fuck up <laughs> love it yeah, yeah so like virginity. my virginity story i mean my actual virginity story is like sexual assault so right. like you oh, can't yeah, yeah. but you have to talk about it because right. it's very fucking important and so many women's experience their first time but luckily i am I'm a gold star lesbian where the sexual assault that I experienced wasn't penetrative. Right. So I'm like, so you've never, yay. yeah, right. But I'm like, <laughs> the small, the small, right. small, the small wins. wins. <laughs> but yeah, I've only been with like women through like non penetrative sex. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been dicked down by a strap on one time in yeah. college when I was living my life. But yeah, my virginity story back to <laughs> backing up is I met this girl she went to another school super dramatic can I say her name is that fuck I mean we're friends now yeah, so yeah, yeah, her name is Savannah like, yeah, if she's cool uh, yeah. yeah she's chilling she's chilling I don't even know if she'll see this but she's a very <laughs> nice girl we met on tumblr hate that oh. dude hate it we <laughs> met on tumblr that's kind of amazing kind of iconic yeah and I actually started doing tumblr because I was anonymous I had mm -hmm. my actual account and then anonymously I would write sex dreams Ooh, okay. So I was writing smut. You're, right, you're writing and I your went, fantasies. I had a viral, like I had, like my page was viral for smut. 
That's I wonder if I, I wonder if I was reading your because I feel Maybe. like that's the, I didn't I never really watched porn. I always like to always read, read and it was always always it, it was always Tumblr or like Zanga. Yep. And it was always I always wondered if people were writing their real stories or they were just fantasies. I was it was it was daydreams. Uh, that was my that was my first like introduction to a lot of sex stuff. Yeah. You know? It was called sex dreams. Okay. And so I would just write about all of these insane like locations that I would daydream about. Yeah. And so I started doing that and then. I saw her like thing on one of, and I like went to her page and I was like, Hey, I think you're really cute. Yeah. And like, she had no idea that I was the anonymous writer, but I was, right. I messaged from my account. From your main one. And we started talking and I would like ride my bike like 30 minutes to her house. Cause our towns were right next to each other. And so one night we had been talking for a while. She unfortunately was unfortunately when I say this, she was seeing a man. Mm. I say, unfortunately, because there was some, spooky cheating right. that was happening yeah. and we were at a beach and there was like a bonfire and we were all like fucking drinking on the beach and she was with her boyfriend and I was like I'm gonna go take a walk and she's like I'll come with you and yeah. I was like yay and so we <laughs> walked down and like of course it goes into like tickling fun fighting whatever and yeah. we start drinking and her boyfriend like she like went back to her boyfriend and her boyfriend left early and then we went back to her house and like he thought we were just friends and like right. It was very romantic. Like it was very like vanilla, beautiful. Yeah, like I there was star. That. Yeah, it was like, but it was one of those moments that I fell so in love with her mm. because of this. But there was so much non acceptance of her sexuality at the time, and like kind of expressing bisexuality and not really understanding it. And there's so much biphobia too in the community. So right. it was it was constant like me wanting to win her over and all right. this stuff. But I mean, our first. It was like a blur because we were like kind of drunk yeah. and like, but it was so passionate. Like that's yeah. like the one, like that's so gay to say, but it was like so passionate. And I don't know. That's like, my favorite thing. Dude, so, it yeah. really is. Like fucking, I know people are like boo vanilla sex, but I'm like, I sometimes, love vanilla sometimes sex. it's a good time, guys. Well, well, when it's passionate, it's not, to me, that's not vanilla. No. Vanilla is like, you know, you, like to me, like missionary, like I'm like, people are like hate on that. I'm like, there's a reason why it's like the main way mm -hmm. like to do heterosexual sex. It's I was like, like, <laughs> it, may, yeah, like yeah. it makes sense. And it's like, I mean, and you can have eye contact and yeah. all these things. And, and to it's me, here. It's like yes, very close. present. You're very present. Yes. Right. And she's like an amazing girl. I mean, like we, we like ended really horribly, but then her mother messaged me. I like, I like ran away from home because there was a lot of abuse stuff that was happening at home and like everything's good now. Right. But there was a time where I had to, I had to run away. And so I right. ran away for like three months. And so I was sleeping wow. on a playground for like two weeks. And then wow. I ended up going to the girl's house at the time and her mom was like very hippy dippy and like very sweet, but very not to poo poo your parents yeah. for being hippy dippy, but like the part of hippy dippy that maybe wasn't 100% like solidified in right. being a present parent. And like I went there and this woman who was going through her own struggles, like really stepped up to the plate and like was acting as a mother figure to me. And like my mom tried to come and take me home and she's like, get the fuck off my property. Like, Oh, you had your back. Yeah, because I told them that I was gay multiple times. They tried to get me into therapy and oh, not like conversion some, therapy. Okay. But like, no, I was like, we're not going there. Yeah, 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 but yeah. like getting to therapy and like denying it and all this stuff. And right. And so with this girl, I ended up like staying at her house for like two weeks and like just having this beautiful home to right. kind of go to. That was a safe space. Right. And then also like friends in high school that like really protected me. And I stayed there for a couple of months and then finally returned home. But that's that's wild it's the hard things that like 
I never really realized until I got to college that I was like, oh, thank God. Like, thank God. Like, my parents were freaking out about me going to college because they're like, oh, she's just going to run rampant. She, her, at the time. She's going to fucking go crazy and, like, you know, like, be gay and, like, all of that. And I was like, well, yeah, I definitely was gay. I was like, definitely gay in college. People want to, like, put the, like, you know, gay with, like, you know, put it with being like a pervert yeah. or like a I don't know it's like I mean or you chaotic which yeah, is true yeah, right, I'm yeah, definitely like, chaotic and gay, but, <laughs> but but not because you're gay no right? no it's cause <laughs> because I'm just you're chaotic, chaotic yeah. yeah I mean like you could be a person you could be gay and you know be like mainly almost asexual yes. right you know it's yes. like there's no like just I think people yeah associate it so they, negatively yeah, they associate yeah. it I think because you think it's because like you know when like you know a straight man and a straight woman like have sex it's like yeah. to have a child right yeah so people are like oh you like under like there's like We're just this, having fun you know exactly <laughs> yeah. and it's the fact that people are just enjoying mm-hmm. you know having and there's no necessarily like yeah it doesn't mean like you're not trying to you know, want to have kids or whatever but that's not the goal of the sex the, yeah the, the, the goal, goal is to experience is pleasure yes. and 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 connection mm-hmm. and which is a beautiful thing Duh. but i think people who you know kind of associate like sex as a dirty thing they're like oh you're just doing it because like you're you're horny you yeah know? like which isn't a bad thing no, but it's you not know a bad it's, thing but it is it is that level and i feel like that's something that i also had to explore is because i am i at the time i was like a serial monogamous like i wanted to just like have a family and like do these things because of societal standpoints and being like okay at the age of 30 you need to buy a house and like you need to be married you need to have Aww. kids and you're like hello well <laughs> like that's not how it works not in this economy but it is also like i think I, I like back to back like throughout my entire relationships like sexual and not like i've never been a person that's like I need to go and just like fuck a ton of people. Like I've always been like, okay, I really like to get to know you and your personality and then I'll have sex with you. Like that very like niche kind of thing that I feel like with Tinder culture and like hookup culture in general, I felt like I was always an outsider. Right. And so after being in back to back, like serial monogamous relationships, I finally like took a beat and like was like, okay, I'm going to be alone because I got out of a really bad breakup. It was fucked up on all sides. We're now like super chill, but it was like a classic like lesbian breakup where it was like so many different angles. Yeah. <laughs> like, the stereotypes can be real yeah. to a certain extent. Okay. <laughs> but like after that, I took like a year, I think it was like a year of being like literally alone, like no dates, like no sex, like just like literally just like vibed with myself. Right. And then finally I got to a point where I was like, oh, I'm interested in getting to know people. Like I want to experience people and their personalities and like see if it works. And I did that for like three months. And then I met the person who I consider to be like my life partner now, but we're both open. Right. So we now have the emotional intelligence and not saying that people that are not able to be open or that want monogamy are not emotionally intelligent enough. But it does come with a level of communication that people are not necessarily comfortable with. So me and my partner both will go and hook up or like, you know, fuck other people. Right. But as long as everybody's consenting on all parties and there's communication and like that me going from like serial monogamous to like now being in an open, very healthy relationship is mind boggling right. to me where I was like, I want one person and one person with all my life. And now I'm like, nah, dude, I want to fuck around yeah. and I want my partner to fuck around. Like, and my partner's bisexual. I right. want her to experience 
all avenues of her sexuality right. and to just like exist as herself. Yeah, I feel like if when if there's bisexuality involved, I mean, it's almost kind of hard oh, to babe. say you're going to be with one person for the rest of your life because you're, there's always going to be that part of you that's kind of unfulfilled. And so many of my bisexual friends that are in monogamous relationships, every single one of them have been like, oh, I really miss women. And yeah. it's like, you, that's so valid. I was like, right. just because you're with a man doesn't mean that you're not any less of a faggot. I was like, right. you're still gay Well, as and I fuck. think that like, you know, some girls maybe like they make up for that by bringing in like a girl into their, you know, as mm -hmm. like a third. But for me, I was always not into that because I don't know, like, you know, I was, you know, dating a guy for a long time. And yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, I struggle with like what my terms are. I, I yeah. tend to go with queer because I'm queer like, yeah, is, like I'm, I'm like, queer as well too nowadays. Like I like dating straight boys, yeah. I, you know, but I mean, I very much enjoy having sex with women. And when I was still shooting girl, girl porn, it was nice because I had that kind of outlet. Yes. But I like then, you know, but I never was interested so much. Like I felt like bringing a girl, not that I'd be against, you know, we, we, we'd had threesomes and like, not that I was like against that, yeah. but I wanted the connection with the girl, like one on one. I didn't want to share her, you know. Like I want to go and have sex with a girl with just me and her. Yeah, I don't want it to be a group sex no, thing. You no, know? I get, I get that so hard because I've talked to my partner about this, and she's communicated a lot. Where like she wants to just dom the fuck out of a femme, and right. I'm like. I was like, I'm out of here. I yeah, was like, yeah, you yeah. have fun. I was like, just tell me all about it. I was like, yeah, that's yeah, my yeah. one boundary. I was like, like, I need to, to hear. I'm a, I'm a voyeur. Yeah. Oh, okay. I keep looking at the camera like yeah, it's yeah. the office. And I'm like, it's good. It's great for yeah, the clips. <laughs> I'm a fucking voyeur, dude. Like yeah. I have my like biggest fantasy currently is obviously for us to both like Rock FM's world mm -hmm. with consent. Yeah. And then also to like sit. I'm available. This, I was like, hi, I'm literally right here. I will tell Desi, hold on. Yeah. Like, really writing also. it down. But I I really want, and this is such a gross, like, like gross in my mind thing because it's very like toxic. I have to unlearn this is like sitting in the corner with a glass of whiskey and just watch her just get railed out. Right. Like that's my, and her just making eye contact. Have, have you guys done that? Not yet, Not dude, yet, okay, not so yet. that's your fantasy. But we also, okay. we're at that, we're at that like three year mark where right. we're like, okay, now we're solidified. We've moved places. We've lived, like we're living together. Like there are things that like now we have these open doors and we've right. opened and closed when we've felt we needed to. Like after I was intimate with somebody, she was like, I think I want to close and let's just like focus on each other. I'm like, absolutely. And right. her the same thing. Right. So like we have such great communication. And like from there, I feel like we're right. We're right on that doorstep of being like, we just have to find the right person. Right. Which sounds so lame. But no, it's no, like, it's really true. I think but anytime you bring someone into your relationship, that's like, that was, always, yeah. I mean, I was always like, you know, I was like, oh, I love the idea of having a threesome, but like, it just needs to be the perfect person. Yes. And me being know? a person where like, I want to get to know somebody. I want like that kind of thing right. where I haven't really done the like people, at least my partner told me this I, I give fuck boy like my <laughs> look and everything about me gives fuck boy but as soon as I open my mouth it's like oh well, this person is the most disarming individual that I've ever met it's like golden retriever energy right, right? right and so me being the person that I am I can't like let go of those things where I'm like oh I really want to get to know the person before I invite them into being intimate because right. so many women that I've been with have not understood or have had the acknowledgement of like post-sex care right where like i dated this girl right after my like four year long relationship this girl blew my mind sexually like literally like 
opened up so many doors for me to explore the kinkier sides of sex and the more like shamed upon Mm -hmm. forms of sex that I wasn't able to kind of digest at the time and explore. And, you know, there were so many things where it was rough and it was crazy, blah, blah, blah. But before I was able to let go and become animalistic and like all these things that like was so pleasurable was to do the work and was to really learn about aftercare and like making sure that she felt safe. And we were exploring a lot of consensual, non-consensual because we both have trauma with sexual assault. So we were exploring to see if it was a therapeutic thing because I had been reading a polyamorous book at the time where I was like, oh, this is actually very interesting. And I opened the conversation where she was like, I'm so down to try it. How did that work out? It was amazing. It was so therapeutic for both of us. We had our safe words. We did everything. And like, we explored every avenue of it. Like, not to divulge too much because I we don't really talk. I don't really talk to this person anymore, and I don't really want to release too much information. Yeah. But it was a lot of like very intense, intimate actions mm-hmm. that caused for intense, intimate care afterwards. And right. so I always, pre- I was like prepped. I was like, I had her favorite snacks. I had her water. Right. Like I had her favorite TV oh. show. Like blankets. <laughs> like made sure that after the act was so intense, right. that she still felt loved and validated after. Right. You know what no, I mean? You absolutely need that. Because it was, and it is like that world where I'm so grateful that I read this book. I wish I could remember the name of it. It was like polyamorous for people that like don't. It was something along those lines. I have to, I'll look it up right. afterwards. Okay. But it, it is like one of those things that I had. I, I'm so grateful that I learned that before I went into this because it was something that was so important. And now post that experience, which was a time frame of a relationship that was very sexual exploration, I don't necessarily want to act upon consensual non-consensual anymore anymore right, because right. i i feel like well you, i'm also you, doing you a lot of work on it, it. Out of it right? yeah and it also it began to like the shimmers of it were like okay well i don't really like this anymore you right. know what i mean but there's so much shame that like ravels that right because there's so many and i'm probably putting it in a box but there's so many men that abuse it oh 100 there's so many and men women i mean both can get right. sexually assaulted but there are so many people i should say people yeah that abuse it right. and they don't they're using it as that outlet for yeah. them to do it right it's a it's a power thing versus it's not, a healing thing no yeah because bdsm is can be you're doing it for the pleasure of the yes. other person you know yeah. and they you should feel safe and it's that letting go and being a little bit scared mm-hmm. a little bit pushed past your boundaries but knowing that you can always stop it oh my and God. knowing that you are respected you are loved yep. you are cared for but having that fantasy where it's not right. Yes. But you, if you don't have that basis, I mean, I had a, I went on like a, you know, Tinder date years and years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, the guy knew I had done porn and stuff like yeah. that. So we had talked about like he knew I was like kind of into like some rough stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's like our first date. Yeah. And we, you know, just made out like I didn't have sex with him or anything. Yeah. And he got so rough with me, you know, and I was so turned off because I just thought, you know, yeah, like the when I go and do this crazy stuff on camera, these are one, it's, an, it's the people I'm working with. I trust them. Like yeah. the people, there's people on set. We have a safe word. Like mm-hmm. they're, I'm not letting someone do that the first time. And like, he just got so, and it, it was even someone like I can, I don't get too overly like emotional about things. And I, I feel like I can, 
I can handle a lot. Yeah, you're a you tough know? cookie. Yeah, right? I'm, you're I'm a, a tough, tough cookie. Yeah. But I just, yeah, I was so like, I was just like, whoa, like, what are you, like, what are you doing? Like, I don't trust you. Like, you can't choke me. You like, can just, you can't just go into it and be like, yeah, this is going to be great. Like, yeah, no like, fucking no, way. Absolutely not. And yeah, you got to ease into it. But I kind of feel the same way. Whereas, I mean, I don't have like, you know, I mean, we ever, I think every everyone has some kind of sexual yeah. trauma for the most part. So I'm sure, and I, again, because I'm someone who tends to brush it off, like, ah, oh, it's yeah. fine. So, you know, I probably have more than I maybe even like I'm aware I of. Either word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, hey, listen, I'm always here to talk. Yeah. I'm literally <laughs> but, always here to talk. But I really, the BDSM stuff and the and the rough stuff for a while, I was very, very much into that of course. as well. And I think I kind of am also hitting a space where I am not into that anymore. Yes. And I, I kind of like now I love like, I mean, I always loved passionate sex, but of course. now I'm, I'm really into I'm into this tantric stuff, mm-hmm. you know, just like the long, like, you know, prolonging, like not having orgasm and just and exploring each other's bodies, like the eye contact, just being so the present, the teasing, so important. Now, oh, Maron, I completely agree with you. And I feel like I'm in the same place. Too, really? dude. <laughs> I have a question for you, too. In terms of sex work, do you feel like I have a couple sex worker buddies? I've had like many conversations with them about it. It is quite staged in certain regards. Like it's actors, you know, they're yes. doing their job, they're doing their work. Do you feel like that you were triggered during any point? But since you were on set, did it make you feel safer because you were on set, even though you were triggered and you were like, okay, like I have the safe space to kind of communicate my things? Or was it like, I'm working, like I have to stay in work mindset? Or do you feel like part of you as a non-actor was peeking through? Like, <sighs> correct me in my ignorance if, if that doesn't necessarily make sense. But You know, I I will say that the, the companies that I shot any kind mm-hmm. of like kink stuff for, yeah. They are, you know, they were the best companies to work for. Yeah. They were, they, you know, check in on you. You know, you're, you get like tied up in some crazy stuff. I'm suspended yeah. from the ceiling, you know, whatever. <laughs> and, you know, they're like constantly like, you know, hey, are you good? Like, yeah. do you need water? Like, cause I did some pretty intense stuff, you yeah. know, and you could always tell everyone on set was really was, they want you to have a good experience. Okay. So I think the times that I probably had like more triggering or mm-hmm. like upsetting experiences were actually some of the more vanilla sets because they have less rules. Like, you know, when you work for, you know, a kink company, a lot of times they have a whole questionnaire you fill out before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you go over it with the other talent you're working with. You yep. go over it with the director. Everyone reads their boundaries. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, and that could change from time to time. Like, for instance, I um like nipple clamps. Mm-hmm. I have my nipple spears. So yeah. I it really it doesn't hurt. They're not super sensitive. Yeah. But it's a, it's more of a mental thing. It freaks me out yeah. feeling that because it feels like it's going to get ripped out. Mine just fell out recently, oh, and I, I have ghost nipple ring in oh. there. I have to get it repierced because yeah. it immediately closed. I up. could never. My nipples are so flat. I hated my tits before I got them pierced, so like I like could never take them out. Hey, but... your body's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Don't talk about my friend like that. Yeah, <laughs> I love them ever since I got them yeah. pierced, but. Yeah, like, so some days, and some days I felt stronger than others, mm-hmm. right? You know, some days you, I was like, I want to push it. Yeah. And I'd be like, we can do the nipple clamps. And other days you're tired. You had a long week. And I'm or like. Or you had a bad fucking experience emotionally. They're like, right. fuck this. Absolutely oh, yeah, not. Oh, yeah, I was a, a guy I was dating at the time, super abusive, you mm-hmm. know, emotionally and just and it's terrible. I mean, he would just like, you know, break up with me when I was on set, you know, like over text. And I'm so professional. Like, it's crazy. Like. No one ever knew. 
which is nuts because I was why I was crazy about him. Yeah. You know, I was just so down bad. And I would, you know, so I, I would go to the bad. bathroom. Yeah, I yeah. would go to the bathroom and I'd have a, a hot girl cry. Yeah. Where you don't fuck up your makeup. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> or this. Wait, I literally saw something. Yeah, yeah. What is this? This is like the Bachelor cry where they're like, yeah, yeah. I was like, are you actually doing anything with your tears? I was like, are you actually getting Just rid of trying them? trying to like push them yeah, out. You're yeah, you're like, they're in there somewhere. Yeah. 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 You know, I do that and I would come back out and, you know, have to, you know, finish the scene yeah. or whatever. But I think a lot of times it was very, I mean, doing the kink stuff was so therapeutic for me. Yeah. And I don't know if it necessarily in a, in a sexual trauma type way, but mm-hmm. just honestly, like, I love like the push. I like to push myself. Yeah. You know, I was, you know, an athlete, a dancer growing Talk about up. uncomfortable and also dancer training. I mean, like yes. the past three people that I've dated were dancers. Like, right. cause I was in an acting school and like the dancers and the actors, it's just like a thing that happened, but it right. is dancing is it's t- very yeah. it you see, you know, getting intense. screamed at. Yeah, and constantly so I, I, shaming your body. Yeah, You're like, yeah, this is <laughs> sick. I love this career. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that maybe that's more more than even like some sexual trauma. It's just like, mm-hmm. but but I love I remember like whenever I'd fly home, because it was like we'd usually shoot up in San Francisco and you'd fly up in the morning, you'd shoot all day and you'd fly back that night. And I when I got home, I mean, it was just like you felt oh like Done. it was Yes, you, your body was exhausted. Yeah. You know, like you might be sore, things hurt, but I felt like I had pushed through things. And you also had experienced pleasure at the same time. Exactly. You know? So I don't, I don't know if I, that was a good answer to your your question, but I did. Yeah, I don't think I ever felt. You know, I might have had days where I was having some other emotional stuff happening. Yeah. But I never really. I don't think I ever felt triggered on a on a kink set no that's great that's that was you answered it beautifully and like that's that was one of my main things that I wanted to ask about was I just I would love if you have space I would love if we had a conversation about sex work because I did sex work during the pandemic but it was very like me sex right. work it wasn't with partners and like it wasn't right. as obviously not as high-end as you did <laughs> which i have to check out your work babe i haven't i haven't done yet there's but a yeah, lot of it out there there's so. a lot of it in the world um you better be fucking getting paid for that shit because no, i will not absolutely I will, not i will kill everyone <laughs> i'm telling you dude like i keep saying that that's like on my my like tendencies always come out when i'm on a podcast but uh it is like when i did sex work during the pandemic it was mostly me jerking off a fake dick that was like tucked into my pants and like so many men would be wanting to see it like that was my only work was i would take my like nine inch fake fucking dick that looked real yeah and i would just like jerk it off right how do you feel about that like you know with like i'm assuming these are yeah straight guys yeah dude it was all these straight dudes that were like loving watching me stroke a fake dick and i'm like you're a little gay if guys hit on me i'm like it's either a you're a pedophile or b you're a little gay because i look like a little boy do you feel like you know i always i'm interested in like you know like trans like porn and stuff it's like people obviously fetishize that right and that becomes like a problem but also at the same time it's wrong for me to say like oh it's gross if someone watches that Mm -hmm. you know whatever because the shame cycle right there's it's like and so i'm always curious about you know from like from your perspective like do you kind of resent the men that would watch that or do you know that there's probably a good mixture of people that you know that yeah there might be some people who are fetishizing and you know wouldn't actually see you as a human being if they treat like if met you in person but then there might be just other people that they're like oh i like this i think it's hot and they would also totally see you as a human so it's okay i mean i think about it it's it's too 
sides of the same coin, right? Like there are some people that are going to fetishize the shit out of you. There are so many gay men that fetishize trans men. Right. And but they hate women. Right. I'm like, but like, what the fuck? Because that like man that is now a man. Right. Was once a woman. Right. Where are you at? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like this like mentality thing where I feel like you can make space for both parties. And right. at the end of the day, there are some men that are heavily closeted and going through their own trauma, whatever yeah. the fuck that is, say la vie. But then there are people that are horribly homophobic and that are doing it to fetishize and like that's fucked up too but i i can't change the world you right, know what right, i mean right. like and you're like i'm at least gonna get my money and, yo, <laughs> and you know what the most money that i got was pictures of my feet which are gnarly <laughs> like my feet are disgusting <laughs> like i have like stick and poke tattoos on my toes that say look up that i did in a park like oh there's not like they're not like cute feet they're, they're not, like they're not the, the classic but no honestly though i feel like that anything it runs the gamut right people yeah, like really the, does. the perfect little pretty feet and yeah. then the, i mean guys always ask for my like sweaty used sneakers you know baby better send that's actually it's kind of a boundary is for that me. a boundary for you yeah okay, i'm uh, yeah any i don't like anything that has like a like I'm, i don't want to sell anything that has my my dna on it yeah. like i'd be i'd be comfortable like you know if there's like a pretty lingerie set that yeah. i wore in a scene and yeah. someone's like i did that for i did i think that over the pandemic a little bit like yeah polaroids and like you know oh me wearing this lingerie and then you beautiful. have it but i i didn't you masturbate not, in it yeah you know, and it then you sending it off yeah. yeah and i mean obviously i don't have any moral issue with it it's, I, I have this weird thing that I feel like someone's going to make like a voodoo doll out wait, of me. Wait, dude, dude, I was literally, I was going to make the joke and then I was like, wait, this is a serious thing. But I literally went, if you have your DNA on anything, what if it was like a mad scientist that just like took your DNA and like made a carbon copy of you? Right. And then it was like, you, no. yeah, yeah. It, Good for you. It's a weird thing I Good think about. Good for you. Same thing with like, you know, doing the, like the pussy molds. Cause I, I went to a oh meeting about that. Oh my God. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, if the money had been good enough, I might've- You uh, get residual I shit. I might've yeah, compromised fucking, on, yeah. my, on my, on my like boundaries. But that's like 70% they get 20, you know? Yeah, right? yeah, well, no, exactly. 30, whatever. And um, yeah, no, I, I just, and I thought I'm not going to do sex work forever. Yeah. And so while I just I didn't like the idea that for all eternity, mm -hmm. like, you know, anyone could just go into a store and just buy a mold of my pussy. Yeah. And fuck it. You know, what if like one day I'm going to like maybe I'm going to be a mom and have kids. Yeah. And, like, you know, yeah, my porn will still be out there and you can watch that. Yeah. But it's not it's not current. It's not something that's it's not something that's tangible now because yes. that shit will continue to people will become a collectible at right that point exactly exactly and a it, collectible and item. It, it weirds it just weirds me out yeah. I, and i have like uh which you know, power to you babe yeah, like you there's gotta, you no gotta, you know everyone you gotta have your own you know things like i never like to do like custom videos where people would ask like to say like their name yeah that felt weird to me you yeah. know i was like i'll do a scene where you know we're both like paid actors mm -hmm. and we're like doing this but the idea of it, it you know of being there to please someone else who the person who's paying me I'm there to please them that's why I never was into escorting or anything yeah. like that because it just makes me uncomfortable yeah even though I'm totally comfortable with, you know everybody you know, else having doing anal it. sex on camera yeah, you know so yeah, it's dude. like but ever for, for some other people they're like oh I would totally be down to take money to please this like one specific person yeah. but I would never go on camera you know so you gotta Absolutely. have your own boundaries and like you know? my sex work was like very minimal to yeah. the T like I never like jerked off on camera it was it was very like me jerking off a fake dick yeah. for at the time that's a pretty they thought, it's pretty lit like it's pretty you know, fucking lit where yeah. it's literally like it's a loophole where I was like oh at first I thought I was joking all my friends in New York are gay men and mm. so like 
I was like, oh yeah, like maybe I'll just like jerk off a fake dick online. They're like, actually, that'd be kind of hot. And I was like, okay, well, I'll do it. And I did it one night and I was like, fuck it, dude. Like I'm living the dream. This is it. I, I mean, I would think it was hot. So, I mean, you fucking know. doing doing the work, doing the work. Talking about the dating apps, I'm mm-hmm. curious, how do you approach that? You know, as trans mask, like, you know, what dating apps do you use? Mm-hmm. How do you put that in your profile? Like, how do if you're like meeting someone for the first time, how do you approach that like discussion? Like, how do you like talk to someone about that and like present it? I guess. Yeah, I feel like in dating apps now, I will mostly just throw my pronouns in there and right. then like we'll have that conversation later on down. Out, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's honestly I'm at this point now where like I don't have to explain anything to anybody. No, if you exactly. want to get to know me, you can have the conversations with me and like I'll take you out on a date. We'll go to dinner. We'll have the deeper conversations because I'm a person that like I like asking the harder questions when I first right. get to know you because mm-hmm. I I like to challenge people because right. I'm kind of fucked up. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, let's do this. But with all my dating apps now, I, I make sure that it's very, very, very well known. Like I am in a relationship. Right. We are open. If you are comfortable with that, let me know. Like yeah, this. I put the ethical it has to be, Yeah, it has to be there because if people see you on a dating app, right, and you're in an open relationship and your partner's consenting of you being on a dating app, you have to preface it to the person first because they could swipe, you know, right. Or I don't know. Right. Actually, I haven't been on Tinder in a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. When you like somebody, it goes no, right. I actually, when okay. I first opened up my, you know, last relationship, I I had never done anything like that before. Yeah. And I, you know, so I was on, you know, got on a dating app because I was like, okay, I want to meet oh, people outside it. of our friend group. And I, I didn't initially put it in my, you know, your bio. Yeah, my bio. Yeah, I didn't yeah. put it in there. And shame, I, shame. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I, I definitely the first, it was funny, actually, the, one of the, the first people I hooked up with, we actually met at a party, like not on a dating app. But, yeah. And I was like, oh, we, you know, we we're kind of texting, like mm-hmm. flirting a little bit. And I was like, oh, I should mention it, but I, I didn't know how to do it. I had yeah. never, I'd never had that conversation with someone. Yeah. And so I just kind of was like, kind of putting it off. Yeah. And then, you know, we go out to dinner and I was like, oh, okay, I'll tell him, you know, when we, when we, when we get there, yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. like, I'll preface it. But when we just start talking, we're getting along great, we're drinking. And, you know, I just like, I didn't know how to bring it up. I was like, the whole time I was like, this is fucked up that I'm not telling him. Yeah. And then we ended up going home together and I was like, okay, I have to tell him before yeah, we have yeah, sex. Yeah, like, yeah, we were, I have that, to do this, I have like, to do this, yeah. Yes, like, that was, like I knew that there was a line there that like, yeah. it would be fucked up to like, have sex with someone and not be open about that. But it was actually funny because I tell him that and he goes oh thank god i'm actually like i have a girlfriend oh too. my god and we were both in the same situation of like not knowing how to like but talk about beautiful it beautiful to, to have that and i'm glad that it worked out in that way yeah. but you know in another you know situation and and then i started being like okay it's better to just put it in the bio because yes. then you kind of like it already because people will then analyze it for what they want right exactly you know I mean? and then I'm not wasting my time messaging people mm-hmm. that because it's like yeah you shouldn't have to like put a, I, you know I don't think you should have to like explain your whole fucking story and yeah. gender identity and sexuality nah, bro, I don't got so, the time. to make sure that people are okay with it nah. you know like but at the same time you just why waste your time you know you just if you put it yes. all out there at least then you're knowing that I mean and I got so many people swipe and they'd message me and be like so interested like yeah. tell me more tell about me this. more about yeah. that yeah and I was like honestly I'm new at this and I don't yeah. know if we're doing a great job at it so you know because we did not have I think the communication that because I was like I don't want to know anything and yeah. I didn't want to really talk about anything mm-hmm. Which, you know, to a certain extent, I think there's, you know, some validity to it. But Why do you feel like you wanted that? 
I think probably partially because I was, you know, it's easier as like, you know, a woman, like I said, I travel. Mm-hmm. It was it was easier for me to kind of take advantage of it. And I don't think I, I think I was taking so much advantage of it. I didn't really want to be as, I didn't want to, I don't really want to tell everything. Yeah, you know? of course. I, and I will say also, I think part of it was that, you know, we had been together for so long and we were so like, we lived together for so long. And I think that you kind of start to like, almost like you just know everything about the person yeah. and you are just together all the time. You see all the grossest stuff about people, you know, you just, which is amazing and beautiful to have that comfortability. But it was really nice to me to have this like secret hey, life. That was your own. Yeah. And it wasn't wrong because yeah. like I was following the rules, yes. right? You know, I'm like, we're using, I'm using condoms. Like, you know, it's like, and it was things that were outside of our, like, wasn't causing drama. Was the agreement group. both that you both did not want to know? He was way more down to be open about it. Okay. And eventually we did have to have a conversation because obviously for him, he doesn't tour. It's like, so, you know, he ended up hooking up with some people that I found out about that are kind of my friends. That are in your circle. See, and, and, that's and I was where upset about sticky, it. But, yeah. and he, and, but, you know, we had, at first I was really angry about it. And mm. I realized, okay, this isn't fair. We realized going into this that we're going to have to, like, have these hard conversations. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. When he was at work. I was plotting his murder yeah. for, like, okay. eight hours. Well, okay. Okay. Wait, time, wait, wait. Okay. Wait. We're backtracking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I'm kidding. No, but by I'm the time you got home, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, like, had thought it through. And I was like, okay, let's think, what am I really mad about? And I realized I was mostly upset by how I found out. Mm-hmm. and that it was just kind of like shocking and like I didn't like how I found out but I wasn't actually upset I was actually yeah. kind of happy for him because I was like oh good I'm glad he's getting some too you yeah, know? yeah yeah it's like the camaraderie but also and your feelings are still valid and right and, yeah. and so by the time he got home thank god I was you know past all the insanity that I'd been having all day and it's like hey can we just have a conversation about this and you know he was like hey you know I only didn't tell you because like you know you said you didn't want to yeah. know anything because like I don't want to have problems like I would rather ask you, like, you know, can I just, can I ask you before? Like, yeah. hey, can I hook up with this person? And I was like, yeah, I'm actually, that's probably better. If it's going to be someone I'm ever going to find out about, like, if I'm out of town and it's, like, some random person, I don't need to get a text while I'm, like, on tour being like, can I yeah. hook up with this random person? But if it's someone I'm probably, like, I know, then, yeah, I'd rather. Because I think the thing that bothered me the most was that someone I was friends with and my boyfriend having a secret from me. That's like an intimate, it was an intimacy, intimacy thing, thing more than like the actual act of them having sex. It yeah. was the the intimacy of them having the secret from me. And the, and that's what I was upset about. So, you know, we started to like, you know, try to, and, and obviously, you know, we, we didn't, things didn't work out between us, but I'm so glad that we had that experience. And I think the next time that I want, you know, I do some kind of open relationship because mm-hmm. I do think I like to start off monogamous, but I think that, you know, you eventually things, open things up and, I, and yeah. have those And I think the next time that I do something like that, yeah. I'm going to be a lot more, you know, like, okay, let's, we need to have more communication. And I, yeah. and it's, I think it's, and it doesn't mean I need to know everything or mm-hmm. like, you know, but, or I need to tell someone everything because I do like having that personal stuff. I yeah. like to have my own personal feelings and thoughts and I, I but I feel like, you know, we, I was definitely keeping so many things a secret and it yeah. was kind of driving that rift between us. So I think you need to allow yourself some grace too, because we all have to make room for the educational stuff in terms of experience. Like, I feel like everyone's like, I got to know everything before I go into this. And it's yeah. like, you can read as many books as you fucking want on a situation. You have to do the work in action. Yes. So like, that's the big thing. So allow yourself some grace with like, yeah, I'm excited for your next thing when right. it comes down the line for you to be like, okay, I learned this, 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 this. Because right. I had a situation where the breakup that happened was that the girl that I was seeing like cheated on me with 
not cheated, but like slept with my best friend and then fell in love with my best friend. And all this thing was happening behind my back and it like caused me to like spiral. Right. So it's all this stuff that like, those are normal things. But now I look back on the situation and I'm like, okay, well, this could have been different. This wasn't communicated correctly. Like all right. these, these- doesn't mean that people were bad or, no. you know, it's just, yeah, you're you're learning and- The human bleh. condition <laughs> needs, the human condition needs more space to make yes. mistakes. And, yes. but as Which long kind as of we brought able, this full circle to yeah, where we started, to, I love to that. To take accountability, <laughs> just yes. take accountability for the mistakes. Wow, we fucking did that. We really did. I love that. That's my favorite thing. That like that 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 that, that makes me wet. Like dude, when the conversation comes full circle. Right now, dude, fuck. I know I'm like perfect timing because we're just about we're, we're just going over. We're yeah, we're just sorry, going sorry, over. sorry. <laughs> no, it's perfect. I feel like we're bad. only one minute over. So do you is there anything you want to promote? Like, I mean, I don't know if you you don't have to, you know. I mean, if you, if my you, name's Libby Larkin, yeah. you can Follow me online if you fucking yeah. like. Yeah. Uh, my TikTok's lobby lurking because I was drunk when I made that one. So that's about it. Yeah. Just, well, thank uh, you so much. This was like such a great conversation and so easy and, and amazing because I was, you know, a little hungover today. So I was, uh, babe, yeah, babe. and you, you totally got me out here. of it. I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm over the hangover now. Yeah. So this was. I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I and uh, I would love to have you back again because I feel like we could talk like a million Forever. years. Forever. Yeah. yeah, dude, fucking bring me back whenever. You know, I'm, I'm around now. I live here. <laughs> LOL. I know, I know. Okay. All right. Goodbye. I love Bye. you guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed and even learned a few things. You can catch a new episode of X Version every Friday. In the meantime, follow us for more at Woo More Play. And don't forget to leave a rating and review. We're choosing random reviewers to send free Woo More Play gifts to all the time. Until next time.